welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about The Witch's Familiar, uh, part two of the season premiere of Doctor Who Series 9. Um, I guess before we do that, though, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get everybody's sort of non-spoilery overall thoughts on this. Now, last week was a bit of a mixed bag. I think, I, I mean, I really loved the premiere. Um, and I think that you guys, you guys came down kind of hard on it, but you seem to like moments, but as a whole, you were kind of dissatisfied. So I'm interested to see what you guys think on the other side of uh, the completed story. Um, so this time, let's start with Nick. So um, I actually watched, um, rather than watch The Witcher's Familiar Cold, I actually rewatched The Magician's Apprentice and then immediately followed it with The Witcher's Familiar. Um, right. Okay, cause, cool. Because cool. I remember last week I was like, maybe it'll play better in one go. And so I'm like, well, I should do that. And A, The Magician's Apprentice, way better a second time. Oh, okay, um, nice. Yeah. I think I think when you're not, I think I was kind of ex- I've been conditioned to kind of expect the whiz bang. Hey everybody, we're back. Season opener. Sure. And this was kind of like a hey, hey we're back. Hey, remember this show? Remember this, remember this show here? This <laughs> I'll throw this away from me. Uh, and yeah, and so I I I really really like the witch's familiar. Um, I think it really. I think the one-two punch of them together uh, really makes the first one play better in my memory. Um, and yeah, no, but very much like The Magician's Apprentice, it really isn't afraid of like long scenes and like quiet moments. And like, I'm really digging this new version of the show. Um, I thought the performances across the board were fantastic. Uh, I, got, I think we got to see new sides of villains. This was the most interesting i have found daleks in maybe the entire run of the show um and yeah i'm 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 so ready to see what what the season has in store for us all right nice uh cassandra did did Uh, did we win over another person yes absolutely nice um i (laughs) i didn't have time unfortunately i really wanted to watch them back to back um but even just watching The Witch's Familiar Cold, I was so, like, pleasantly surprised and blown away, like, within the first five minutes. Like, the first five minutes are so good. I'm just like, okay, yes, this is this is what I'm here for. Um, and it just kept getting better and better and better, and I, I didn't want it to end. Um, which is, I'm, yeah, I'm really impressed with Stephen Moffat. Like, I keep it up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I, uh, I really loved it too. Um, I think that there's one particular moment that could have played a little bit better than it did, uh, which we'll get into. But interested to see what that moment is because it might be different than mine. Okay. Um, but I think overall, I think it was an excellent episode, and I think that over the course of his tenure as showrunner and executive producer, um. Moffat has sort of made it a point to create new monsters and when he when every time he dealt with a classic monster or a classic villain 
Um, it always felt like, oh, here's here's uh, Stephen Moffat eating his vegetables again. Um, like it, it always felt like he didn't want to be doing it every time. Um, every time that he's done the Daleks before now, it, it just felt very like like just his heart wasn't in it. This was the first time I felt like his heart was in it. Um, like he found something really interesting that he wanted to do with Davros and uh, did it. And it was, it was, uh, it was, I thought it was really well executed. Like I said, except for that one thing um, that again, we'll get into in a little bit, but yeah, excellent episode uh, did really fun stuff. Um, oh, wait, uh, there's two things I didn't like, but we'll, we'll talk about both of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the one, the one is a bigger thing. The other thing is just a silly thing that I was, I was like, that's it can, stop it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So overall, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really well done and really interesting. And the sort of like ob- oblique. Oblique? Is that the word I'm thinking of? Oblique references to Asylum of the Daleks were was interesting. In the it, yeah, it, it sort of made me like Asylum of the Daleks more. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't a, which wasn't an episode I was crazy about. Right. No, because it it's not very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh, Asylum of the Daleks, nattering now. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It was really good. Um. All right. So we do, uh, uh, before we do, I I do just kind of want to say that. Like I think the series, I think the MVP of this episode was definitely, um, oh god, I'm blanking on his name, but the act, the actor that plays Davros, uh, Julian oh, Bleach. Yeah. He was he he was excellent, especially considering the last time he was on the show was uh, Journey's End, which he where he was just being Davros, like he didn't yeah. he didn't get to do anything, right. like he just. He was just like – it was like, you know, Rusty Davies was like, hey, watch Genesis of the Adalics. Did you? Good. Do that. <laughs> like that was that was it. You know, like there was no yeah. sort of nuance to, to his performance as Davros in that first one. But now he's back for this and it was just like, whoa. Whoa. It's kind of, this was like – this was almost like the killing joke of but, – but without the misogyny of, of like the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh it's really uh it's really interesting um okay so i probably should have brought this up uh before we started talking about the episode because now it feels like a weird transition but i'm gonna do it anyway because i don't want to save it to the end um so we have uh actually started getting email and oh. um yeah we got email yeah we've been getting email amazing and, yeah we've been getting email and we got a uh, really interesting uh, theory on twitter that i want to talk about so cool. let's uh let's let's go ahead and i want to get into those so this email comes from uh marty from new zealand hello uh, yeah who says uh well okay so he gives us some compliments which are great but i'm not going to talk about them on on on, <laughs> on the show because that feels like patting my own back and uh, gross but Good thank job, you so Scott. much for Good the job. lovely words marty um so uh he this is in reference to our theory um back in uh series eight so he says, as we know, the master is back in the opening story of, of, of season nine, which we do because we just watched it. And she seems to have an even closer relationship with Clara. 
in one of your podcasts, uh, I think it was for Darkwater, you guys speculated about Clara actually being the master, having used a chameleon arc to store her Time Lord persona. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I'm not sure if you've noticed it, but I may have found a small clue in Season 8 which could uh, corroborate. Corroborate. Thank you. That's one of those words that just doesn't come out of my mouth right. Um in the two-part finale, Missy is heard to say say something nice multiple times to multiple people. Uh, also in uh, the, these two episodes. Um, often just prior to their death. In the episode Listen, there's a moment in the scene where Clara and Danny are sitting at the table in the restaurant. Danny says something like, I never know what to say at times like these. And Clara replies with, say something nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. Now, he says, now it could just be a throwaway line, but it seems very coincidental that these two particular characters would use the same line with the audience knowing that there's some kind of with with the audience knowing there's some kind of connection between them. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, So let's let's talk about that, because then he 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 sent he immediately like the net well not immediately like the very next day sent another email with more to the theory nice. but let's talk about that first um was, i remember was, i don't I, li- I, I only vaguely remembered that we had talked about that yeah, yeah. Uh, was listen was listen written by stephen moffat yes okay then i'm almost i i almost want to air onto the side of uh you know those youtube videos where it's like sorkinese yeah and it's like, I went to this university. I went to this university. I went to this university. You know, right? Yeah. I, Sorkin has a tendency to repeat dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just as just as a result of the volume that he's written. Right. And and the 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 design of his patter. Yeah. Um. It he he tends to like repeat dialogue motifs a lot. And he's a yeah. hack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. So I almost kind of want to err on the side of that's just a phrase that he just used more than you know kind of used it and then kind of it sort of was owned by missy um because if i'm not mistaken clara being the master was sort of before the discovery of missy right no no we talked about that in the dark water podcast oh did we yeah okay that's weird yeah i want to like i want to interview me back then and wonder what i was thinking because now I don't know. The, I think I, I our think... theory was that Clara is uh, Clara is the master before she regenerated into Missy. What's what? What's the name of the Time Lord? The the Ronnie. The Ronnie. The Ronnie. Yeah. I think I'm kind of. I think now I'm sort of at peace with the fact that Clara is just Clara. Probably, yeah. Um. So I think I. I mean, I would be. If they pull it off, I, I'm all for, like, you know, jiggery-pokery and being like, I'm surprised I'm a Jadoon. But I... <laughs> that would be great. But I'm kind of... No I, one I think, would see that coming. I know. Um, I think Clara is just a school teacher named Clara who is made out with Jane Austen. And um, and I, I'm, I'm sort of not anticipating any big final twists about her, her identity. Okay. I do think it's interesting, though. See, I would, I would be, I would, I, I would say that there is probably a ninety percent chance that you're right, Nick. That this is just a, this is just a case of Sorkinese uh, repeated motif. Mm-hmm. But I do think that 
I leave open the 10% only because Listen was in the same season as Missy. Sure, yeah. So, so like, I feel like having Clara say something that specific is an odd choice when we, when you already have Missy in the show, you know? Yeah. Like in and, the same season, it's weird. That's weird. And as we, and as we found fishy. out, she, she is the witch's familiar. Right. It's fishy. I don't know. Mm. Cassandra, what do you think? I don't know. Like, I, I am happy with Clara being just Clara because I think she's more interesting as Clara. Um, instead of like, oh, I'm the ultimate companion or whatever other plot nonsense. I'm a mystery inside of an enigma inside yeah, of a riddle. Yeah. Well, he, he comes but, up, Marty comes up with a cool theory as to like why that I'm excited okay. to hear it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So let me read his other email. Okay. Um, so uh, this, this he said, he came up with in an epiphany in the shower. So okay, um, nice. little oversharing, Marty, but that's okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, it's fine. We're all friends here. Um, okay. Uh, here, he's going to – he just sort of like splurged this out. So if it comes out co- incoherent, he apologizes. In Death in Heaven, Missy says, I need you to know we're not so different. I need my friend back. Every battle, every war, every invasion. From now on, you decide the outcome. The Master is desperately trying to restore that friendship that she once had with the Doctor. But I suspect deep down she knows that the Doctor will never accept her like he did when they were at the Academy together. So what's the best way to become friends with the Doctor again? Don't be the Master. What if Missy is not the regeneration after John Sim? But the second one after that, what if Claire is the regeneration after John Sim, the regeneration in which she chose to use a chameleon arc to hide herself so that Missy could then direct her to the doctor to become his companion, his friend. When the doctor asked Missy how she survived, she simply said, you saved me. She said nothing about escaping from Gallifrey. We just assume that's what she meant. So how about this for a mind frag? Towards the end of series nine, it is revealed that Clara is actually the master prior to the the Missy regeneration, but she ends up in a situation where she is definitely going to die. And the only way the doctor can save her is to restore her time lordiness from the chameleon arc thereby ensuring that Clara will regenerate. Imagine the conflict the doctor will feel knowing that either he kills his friend or he saves her, but in doing so, she will become the master again. Of course, the doctor will save her. It's Clara. And that's why Missy knows that he saves her because for Missy, it's already happened. Huh. That wow. ties all the explanations, all the explanations up as to why Missy would give Clara the doctor's phone number and all the, I chose well comments that has been dropping since season eight. Oh yeah, I forgot it, about that. It also explains the coincidence between Clara and Missy both using the "say something nice" line. Um, that's a great theory. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's solid. And a it really makes me want to go watch Death in Heaven again. Just reading yeah. that that reading you reading Missy's like monologue. Yeah, it's like oh, Death in Heaven. But also, that would kind of explain uh, Missy's sort of love-hate relationship with Clara in this episode. Yeah. Where it was like, I hate you, I love you, you're my little sister, you're my sandwich. Right. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. What do you if think, that happens, If that happens, that's, that's, good, that, that's good television, Marty. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, that would be a, a heck of a way for Jenna Coleman to exit the show. Like, oh, yeah. 
just regenerate into the master. Um, I don't know, but the there's the scene uh, at the end of The Witch is Familiar where XYZ happens that makes me doubt that theory. Are we going into spoilers now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, that scene where she's in the Dalek and, and Missy is like antagonizing the doctor and kind of riling him up and telling him that, you know, like, oh, Clara died. Like, oh, boohoo. Um, so... Mm. I don't well, know. but at the same time, it's I could I could explain that away by okay. the fact that she is um Poo-poo. well, she's just <laughs> she's just no, she well, I mean, she's just like messing with the doctor like cuz she knows what is going to be the outcome because she remembers it. So like mm-hmm. she's just messing with him. Like oh, okay. I, that's you know, like that's something that I could just be like, oh look, yeah, kill kill the Dalek. <laughs> like I she knows that he's not because he's the doctor and he would never do that. And then he she thinks it's e- at, just as funny because the joke is that it's her in there. Huh. Yeah. So and- so there's there it's sort of like a it's like the kind of thing that like if the Joker could time travel or yeah. regenerate. No, yeah, I was say, it is a very Jokery move to kind of be like, ah, see, she was in there the whole time. Yeah. Hilarious. Good one, Commissioner. Yeah. And then it's even funnier. It would be even funnier to her because it is her. Yeah. Hmm. So there was like, there was not even any danger. It was literally just her messing with the doctor emotionally. Yeah. This is the one that killed her. And she would get to see. The doctor's reaction to her being dead. Yeah. Which is also something that she would love. Because she's like, oh, look, he does care about me. We're best friends. Yeah. We're best friends. Which that would also explain why all of this friendship stuff is happening. Because because now Missy is post-Clara, in which Clara and the doctor are BFFs. Huh. And maybe the Missy like why 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 did you only love me when I was like that? Yeah, it's a really good theory, Marty. Yeah, now I'm kind yeah. of upset that we didn't think of it first, but probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. we have we... very smart listeners. It's yeah. really good. More theories have... like that, please. We still have Maisie Williams being Jenny. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Which yeah. speaking of which, nice segue. Probably not on purpose. Nick, <laughs> don't um, judge. You but don't uh, we got uh, this is from at uh, Maisie Ang- Williams at Engelmeister. Okay, and uh, he says, um, "So after today's episode, I think it's safe to say you guys called the Jenny thing." This, and I was like, I, I and I actually was just like, wait, what? Like, yeah. how did this episode have anything to do with that? And he says something about uh, – let's see. What does he say? Where is it? Uh, something about two great warrior races coming together to create an even, even greater hybrid. Oh. Let's not forget what Jenny was created right. for. Yeah. I wouldn't have even considered it if Jenny weren't already in the forefront of my mind watching the, watching the show though. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. Huh. Also <laughs> – Okay, you're gonna wait a couple seconds. Also, there was um, that great sort of weird um, allusion to the master having a daughter. Right. Oh. Yeah. The brooch. 
Oh right? yeah. The brooch. <laughs> very, and okay. Very inter- cool? It also it also suggests that the master was a woman before he was a man, possibly. Yeah. Unless the doctor just gave like his dude bro a brooch, which hey, is Hey bro, how's yeah. this brooch, bro? It's a, it's a it's a bro brooch. I mean that's it's a brooch. Brooch. <laughs> um I mean okay, that's totally I, cool, but it yeah, does seem I mean, I'd it, do that. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a a a, a Moffat thing to suggest, however. Sure. Where men are men. Yeah, right. Um am men I crazy talk about was, their cars. Yeah. Was there also a reference to Davros having a daughter, or am I just being crazy? Uh, I don't, I don't remember what that reference was. Okay. Maybe I'm just imagining it. I don't know. A um, lot of, lot of, lot of allusions already in this first two episodes to children and, uh, like gender identity. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just saying I, that, Scott, that, I think uh, you're right. That, the master having a daughter thing was really interesting. Uh, yeah. Or the idea of, of the doctor giving that daughter a gift. Yeah. Or was that was that a gift to the daughter or was that a gift to the master? Yeah, it was a gift for his daughter. I thought the line was like, oh, she gave it to me. Well, my daughter. Oh, I was so confused. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He gave, I thought she said he gave it to me uh, when my daughter something and then like got interrupted or whatever. Oh, that could be it too. I, I, I thought the line was, well, my daughter. Yeah, uh, I thought it was – I read it as the doctor gave this – to the master's daughter. Okay. All right. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. That makes that makes sense then. Uh, ignore hey, my brooch. Sorry about your daughter dying. Here's his brooch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, William Hartnell. Brooch. It's a grief. It's a grief brooch. <laughs> William Hartnell was all about those sadness brooches. Yeah. Um, all right. So thanks, thanks to the people uh, who sent in emails and uh, and whatnot. And also, we had a bunch of comments on the website, um, all telling us that we have to come back in January. So I guess that's a thing we're doing. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they, okay. Although, although I still want a consensus on whether we should do uh, like like weekly episodes where we talk about the show in order episodically, or if you'd rather like bi-weekly episodes. Um, where we uh, talk about stories, yeah. um, like whole stories, like basically continue like we always have been doing, just every other week instead of weekly. So give me that consensus now, everyone. Um, tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to make you happy. Gosh. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about the witch is familiar that which opens with. Uh, missy the master being like being like clara's teacher um yeah i really like that vibe about them like uh, of like missy just being like a grumpy teacher like not even grumpy she's manic but um, yeah no i mean she it's kind of like a weird kind of demented uh holmes and watson relationship oh yeah a little Mm bit um i'm I'm digging it i'm really i I was all about their their chemistry was so playful but you never lost that sense of like i want to kill you oh yeah um, I'd from either from either actress Jen, jenna jenna coleman is just ah i don't know she's so underrated yeah she doesn't get enough credit um and you know she wasn't show- she wasn't a good matt smith companion no you know it was it was like uh it's like uh fifth doctor and um crap 
Or like Eric, her name dropped, dropped out of my brain. What is her um, name? Anissa? No. Uh, Tegan? No. Fifth You're not thinking of a... Be- what, uh, Perry, Perry. Perry, Perry. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was there for like... But that... Right, but that's what I mean. Like, oh, okay. And like, they still put Perry and the Fifth Doctor in um, Big Finish stories together. Yeah, yeah. And those aren't great either. Because they just don't have that right kind of chemistry, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and... I feel I I feel the same way about Clara Jenna Coleman and has Clara now been it was, in like, this... it was too much spunk. It was yeah. just it was just too much damn spunk. Well, it was around. too much spunk after like Spunky McSpunk Pants like Amy Pond. Yeah, well, it was just like it was overly because because here's the thing with Amy Pond is that she was so spunky that she Hello. yeah that she 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 like overwashed the doctor's spunkiness. Yeah, but then Clara and and Matt Smith, like Jenna Coleman and Matt Smith, sort of matched wits, and then it was just like, it was just, it was just overload. It yeah. was there was no layers going on. It was just spunk on spunk on. Oh, it's just so yeah. much spunk. Um, but something awesome. Clara, yeah, but Clara and twelve, twelve are so good together mm-hmm. because twelve's not spunky. It's gonna be really interesting seeing. Him with a new companion. Yeah. Because I have no idea who that's going to be. What if it's just Michelle Gomez? I mean, I'd be for it. Um, I'd be for, honestly, we know that River Song is going to be in the the Christmas special. It would be awesome if she just became the full-time companion next season. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting that forever. Um, And now they're, like, age-appropriate for each other. It would be perfect. Yeah, no one in the show will be, like, under the age of 30 for the first time since, like, 2010 yeah that'd be that'd be great um yeah that'd be great for ratings (laughs) (laughs) here they are so that dr flashback is interesting uh i liked the column editing move where it like was switching between doctors i thought that was cool oh Oh, yeah yeah. i i I love that bit where she was like i can't remember which one it was they're all the same to me that was great they're all just the doctor um that's really great. I love that. Uh, although it's funny that she says that about the doctor. Um, and then she's just like, now she's at a place as a character where she's like, oh, he's all just the doctor, but I'm not the master anymore. I'm messy. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so you can be different, but the doctor can't, which almost feels like a subtle jab at the fact that the doctor's always been a white dude. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, there, uh, there's a change coming. I think so too. I can feel it. I really do. Um, I don't think, I don't think it'll be another white guy next time. Fingers crossed. I say that, but you never know. Um, it it probably depends on whether or not Moffat's still running the show or not. (laughs) I don't want a minority. (laughs) So, uh, you know what I love about... That was a different Moffat voice. Oh yeah, it was. Good job. Um, <laughs> you know what I love about this episode? Uh, just a just a good old rock quarry planet. Yeah, good old fashioned rock quarry planet. <laughs> just as old school who as it gets. Yeah. Like, let's just go in a rock quarry and pretend it's another planet. This is Scaro. <laughs> that kind of points... Uh, toward what we were talking about last week about how their budget might have gotten slashed too. Like, oh yeah, 
oh man, let's just hang out in a quarry like the good old days. Like, but it's so good. Guys, I, I love I, I think, it. I think we forgot. I, I think there was like a meeting where Moffat was like, look, I think we, I think we lost our roots. Yeah. Let's just go play in a rock quarry. And everyone was like, hey! <laughs> that would be, oh god, it's so good. Rock quarry. I would love to be there for when that speech happened. <laughs> yeah. There it's was like... a time when this show was about something. <laughs> rock quarries. <laughs> Black blankets on two ladders, and it was a planet. <laughs> I don't know why Chris O'Dowd is giving this speech, but. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd as Stephen Moffat <laughs> in the new Who biopic. Uh, I'm uh, on board. Let's fund do it. it. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, <coughs> so you come in and the doctor and, uh, and uh, Davros, like, the doctor thinks that Davros just killed Clara and he's yeah. flipping out. And then he points that gun at him and is like, get out of your chair. Oh, that was so pimp. It was awesome, but then it was what was what my favorite part of it is because you're thinking you think I'm going to say, oh, it was Davros Doctor, you know, Doctor in the Davros yeah. chair, and uh, I'm not going to say that I didn't love that. That was great, but uh, what I loved about that was when the Daleks realize something's wrong, and then Davros is like. Help me, my children. And they all start <laughs> running around like concerned kids. Ah, dad, <laughs> or, fell. Not even kids, like concerned dogs. Like they're dad, just, dad, dad, they're dad. just they're like, like spinning in circles and yeah. stuff. <laughs> they're just like, oh no, it's fireworks. We gotta fell. do something. There's explosions. Somebody <laughs> has to do something. <laughs> it was like kind of adorable. I was like, oh, I, I can see why you uh, keep the Daleks around now, Daphne. <laughs> They really, they really love him. Yeah, they just really love him. <laughs> they're they're really so, insane. it's so funny though because they're so, there are like, there are like weird metal puppy dogs though because they're so ineffectual. They're just like, I don't know what to do. Hate, <laughs> hate, hey, All I do is hate, <laughs> hate. Oh man, so good. But yeah, and then do- the doctor comes out in the in the Davros uh, chair, and that was, yeah. that was fun. Um. It was weird to look at, though. (laughs) You can tell Capaldi was having a fun time just rolling around in it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, you just – God, you just get this overwhelming feeling that Capaldi's the doctor now. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, can we get – I mean, can we get down to the sort of – I I think, like, 12, like, drop the mic. Like, hey, this is my – like, we're we're in my town now, bitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no more sonic screwdriver. Right. The sunglasses, like that—that's now going to be the 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 staple of every like twelfth Doctor cosplay. I think the sunglasses are really silly. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Well, like, you so, don't—I don't know how they're... sunglasses. Okay, I don't know how that's gonna. I mean, I don't know how the hell that's gonna work. What's he gonna do? Put on sunglasses every time like they're locked into a room? Yeah, because it's just gonna become like it's just gonna become CSI Miami, where he's just right? gonna be he's like he's just gonna do a witty lunt one-liner, and then it's just gonna be like yeah. Pop them on, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> except really except instead know. of the yeah, it's gonna be the. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I do do not want, do not want. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I did not like the Sonic uh, Sonic sunglasses. Sonic that was sunglasses. really silly. You know, it it I liked it because it it had been bugging me for a long time that he was still using Eleven's screwdriver. 
It, it that that's true. <coughs> um, I I did want him to have his own. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's funny because they have twelve doctors sonic screwdriver like toys and really? it's so ridiculous because it's just like no that's just 11s it's just beat up yeah and I, he, I don't know because he had it for like 700 years on that planet or whatever and it's i think it's kind of fun yeah, yeah i think it's kind of funny that i think it's more like, than vintage <laughs> 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 i think it counts as an artifact <laughs> like antique yeah it's an antique <laughs> i have your screwdriver it's all like fuck just throw it away <laughs> I don't care. It's it's three thousand years old now. <laughs> it's 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 time. Uh, it's like an old iPod. Yeah. Uh, it's not really holding its charge like it used to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like I just I unlock a door and it's like a fifty percent. Yeah. Um. I love I I called it as soon as they stepped to the edge of it, but I I still loved the master pushing Clara down the hole. Oh, that was a well, it was it was a great shot. <laughs> it was a great like, shot, and like I thought the sh- the joke was going to be, I pushed you down a hole, hilarious. But then it w- like she pushes her and then listens and then goes twenty feet. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That was, that's what sold it for me because I was like, oh okay, you did a joke, you you doubled down on the joke. Okay, good. Yeah, the classic was- classic Thirty Rock where you think you you think they just gave you the punchline, but then there's like a hidden punchline, right? Yeah, yeah. The rope dope is all I call it. Yeah, I really like that moment. Yeah. Um, no, Michelle Gomez, like, not, you know, she's exactly the kind of character that I would get tired of quickly on this show. Yes. Where it's like, you love me, do the Bartman. But, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, man. It just, it it worked. It does. They're, they're really riding that line between, like, you, you, you won't kill me, but you're gonna, tr- I'm still a threat. Yeah. Like, she was still dangerous. She kind of is the first, you know, every, every villain in pop culture for the past, like, eight years has tried to be Heath Ledger's The Joker. That's and, true. And so th- this is kind of one of the first times that I've actually, like, felt that kind of, like, love-to-hate-you vibe. Hmm, interesting. Like, oh, you saw Missy! <laughs> but I don't want you... Oh. Huh. All right. Um, I did really like, I, I, I like the moment. I like that Moffat. It's funny because in an episode where Moffat goes to extraneous degrees to explain how Daleks work, (laughs) um, he also does things like, where'd I get the tea? I'm the doctor. Just accept it. I love that moment. That I was... love that moment too. I love that he sweeps things on the rug like that. Cause he's just like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like it's a, it's a, it's a TV show. Guys. Yeah. Right. So I like that, but it's just, it's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. There was this fun clip where, uh, Jenna Coleman was on like some talk show, some white guy. And, uh, and she was like the number one rule to enjoy in doctor who is like never apply logic ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, no, that would save me a lot of heartache if I just stopped trying to make it work in my Think in my about nerve it brain. Too hard, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure the actors have to do that. Oh yeah, sure. What what were the two moments that you had problems with, Scott? Um, well the the one was the sonic sunglasses. Okay. Didn't mm-hmm. like that. Thought it was silly. Um, the other moment is the end of the episode or not the very end, but like the conclusion or the climax of the episode where um, the doctor and Davros 
are having that really deep heart to heart and they're laughing and crying and it's oh that beautiful scene yeah it's beautiful beautiful and then uh davros says he can't open his eyes which he opens his eyes in this which is it's 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 terrifying and it's also really sad no it was such a beautiful like monster movie moment yeah it was all it was great um, but then he can't open his eyes again to see the sunset before he dies or sunrise before he dies. And so the doctor's like, oh, I'll just – I'm going to I'm gonna whip up some uh, regeneration energy, which let me stop you right there. I, I do not like that he can control his regeneration energy. Don't like it. Sure. Um, I don't like that he can just whip it up. Uh, I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um so right off the bat, that I don't like. And then he goes over there and he does the thing and Davros like, ah, I tricked you. And then the double down where he's like, actually, I tricked you because now all your sewer Dalek graveyard guy, goopy Which guys. terrifying. It is terrifying. But now all of them have my regeneration energy and they're all coming for you. They're not regenerating for some reason, but they're coming for you. They're gooping on you like they were already doing to the Daleks in the sewer, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, like, I, literally nothing changed, but okay, fine, whatever. Um, but what I don't like about that is, uh, and this was this was a conversation that I had with, um, with, Billy. with Billy, yeah, on Twitter. Staff writer of Geek by Night, Billy McCartney. Right. And Billy was saying that it ruined the episode, um, that the whole thing was just, like, the doctor being – it was like, oh, I was faking and I was faking too. So nothing – the whole episode was meaningless and none of it mattered because uh, because those two guys like were both emotionally manipulating each other. But my, my explanation was that no, the doctor wasn't emotionally manipulating Davros because Davros wasn't being emotional. He was emotionally – he was attempting to emotionally manipulate the doctor and the doctor rolled with it. See, um, to I, figure I, out what the plan was. However, before you before you say that, let me just get to the okay, yeah. the the problem that I have. I still have a problem with the smugness that Twelve came back with, where he says, "Actually, I knew all along that you were lying, and so none of this mattered, and you're dumb, and whatever. I'm the doctor, and I always win." My thought is that. Well, Billy, Billy felt that he had always planned, and so he was just like, well, why was he scared of dying and everything? And my thought was like, well, he figured it out while he was having the conversation with Davros. Um, it wasn't like a pre-planned thing. He just thinks on his feet pretty quickly because he's the doctor and he's been doing this for a while. But He assumes he's going to win. Yeah, and then he, he comes up with a solution. But the, the, the thing about the ending – specifically the smugness of 12 in that moment. I just wish instead of it being a completely disingenuous moment, I wish it had been more of a moment where the doctor says, I, I knew as like, as soon as all of this was happening, I knew that you were lying to me. I knew you were emotionally manipulating me. I, but deep down, I just, I deep down, I knew, but I really, really, really was hoping that it wasn't true. See, I got all of that in my brain without that being said. I did too up until the smugness. The smugness was the problem for See, me. I didn't really get I didn't really get a smug energy. Really? I, yeah, for some reason it didn't hit because I, I read that conversation on Twitter before I saw the scene. Oh. I was just like, are they talking about oh, they're talking about the episode. Well that sucks. Um 
So at yeah, some point, and I, so I was I was waiting for like, okay, this is going to be, oh, this is probably that moment that's not that's not real, and I don't know. I I like that they leave it up to the viewer, kind of like, okay, well, what's real and what's just a con for both of them, and I don't know. I kind of love that there was this kind of human moment between them, even though they both are aware that it's not real. But or, or maybe like the other one doesn't know that the other one. I don't know. I I kind of like the ambiguity of that moment because both performers sell it so well. Both Capaldi and the character of the Doctor, both Davros and and Bleach as the actor. And I don't know. I I didn't because like look. I'm I that stuff normally drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. My least favorite episode of SpongeBob is the one where Plankton turns good. And like they they go to the movies and then it's like no dummy I was just, like that uh, always drove me crazy as a kid because I'm like why why aren't the characters allowed to grow you know right but for some reason sorry I didn't know we were gonna take it to a SpongeBob place but <laughs> um, for some reason it didn't bug me and I kind of I kind of got because from everything we learned about twelve in this episode and the Doctor in general is that if Davros had meant what he was saying. The doctor would have shown him mercy. Yeah, I and I I agree with that, but I wish you would have been able to see that in those final moments. Exactly, and that would have been great too to be like, look, just he, told he me that wouldn't even t- have to say it. I just wish you would have been able to feel it more, like his disappointment in the situation. Yeah, I didn't feel a disappointment. I felt more of him just being like, "Ha I win again." Yeah, dummy. Yeah. And and that that is what bugged me. Like I just wish it had been like a subtler moment, but that's not Moffat's style. Moffat likes the Doctor to be the uh, perpetual alpha male, like like him. Got yeah. Like <laughs> I'm so much smart. I'm so much more clever than anyone else. Um, rather than the tragedy of that being, he is more clever than everyone else, but he also has more empathy than anyone else. And so, in a moment like this, this kind of thing would emotionally wreck the doctor because yeah. he would want nothing more than for it to be true. But being as clever as he is, he knows deep down that it's not. And I wish we would have felt a little bit more of that in that final moment rather than just the smugness of the doctor being like, I win again because I am the doctor. I thought it, that was a really It was cool almost moment. mustache twirly in its smugness <laughs> to me. See, I, I just didn't get that. I don't know huh. why. Cassandra, um, what are your thoughts on that whole bit? Um, it honestly I wasn't really reading it as smug either, just maybe um because going into the scenario with the whole confession dial thing, like he thought he was going to die. So I think like he was like kind of elated that he, you know, was able to figure it out and was like, Oh yes. Um, but it honestly reminds me of, I think, I think it's Death in Heaven. The end of Death in Heaven where Claire and the Doctor, the episode is like winding down and whatever. And there's that, there's that scene with Clara and the Doctor and they're talking about like what they're going to do and they like lie to each other. Like this, this whole conversation and the way that it played out with the Doctor and Davros reminded me a lot of that scene where they're just like, mm. there is there is real emotion, but they are also like playing each other. Um, which I thought was really interesting, especially if we're 
pursuing the Clara's the master because then we have this other villain that the doctor is like confiding in but also lying to the whole time too you know there's almost a tragedy to like the only person that i can open up to emotionally is someone that i know is trying to kill me yeah yeah that's interesting like in the lie while while we're performing i can actually be honest for the first time in like how right many, how many centuries you know yeah yeah but okay. that's the way that's the way i was reading it like and i mean that's that's the way i want to read it mm-hmm. um there was just something about the vibe of that last bit and it, and, it, and it had a lot to do with the music too i think it was the wrong choice of music because mm-hmm. it was big bombastic heroic music instead yeah. of like this is i'm Sad. winning but this is still kind of a tragedy yeah mm-hmm. It's like, no. Right. Because you, you, watching it blind, you really do believe Davros is, you know, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of getting emotional just thinking about it. But that moment where the doctor brings up Gallifrey and Davros like, wait, 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 for real? Like, you found Gallifrey? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, why? And he goes, oh my God, like, that's, that's, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I was like, I, 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 I teared up in that moment. Yeah, and he was just like, "No, like, dude, everyone needs a people." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god," because you you created uh, the worst possible species just so you could have someone to care about you. Yeah, and it's like, like in the in that moment, even like the doctor, like the Davros is sort of like the doctor's most hated enemy. But even he had something the doctor didn't until now. Like even Davros wasn't alone. Yeah. That's it's uh it was really solid. And I loved that bit where he says, I hope you're I hope you're grateful and he's like, For what? And he's like the, Oh my god, the yes. chair. It's the, the chair joke. Yeah. Oh my gosh, only, yeah. The only chair on 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 uh, on Scarrow, which is like this phenomenal callback to the first Dalek episode where Barbara says uh, the only thing odd about, about Scar was that there was no furniture anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, man. That's, that's, cool. some, that's some deep, deep, like, like who-loving writing. Oh, yeah. Because it's not even like calling attention to itself because it's self-explanatory without that reference. Yeah. Of like, oh, yeah, no one needs a chair. That makes sense. Um, they are chairs, kind yeah, of. Yeah. They, they have wheels. They don't need chairs. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's interesting. But I, I love do that. Daleks, do Daleks, like, do, do they go to sleep stations or do they just, like, stop moving? I don't. I don't, I don't think they ever do. I they mean, based sleep. on based on the concept of the Dalek graveyard sewer, it seems like they just keep going and going and going. Oh my god, that's such a nightmare. Yeah, like uh, they just turned like walls of pus. Yeah, <laughs> it's super gross. Yeah, we we went into we got a lot of Dalek stuff in this. Um, we got into yeah. the nitty gritty of what makes Daleks work and tick and everything, and they thought oh my, it was yeah. really interesting. But also pointed out something that makes the Daleks possibly tragic because yeah. now, forever, we have to wonder every time the Daleks say something, are is the thing inside it actually saying that or not? Like, 
Yeah, the Daleks don't have like I like, oh my that scene was so great where it's like I'm Clara, I love you. Oh, it he, the the Moffat Moffat did to the Daleks what he does to like normal not scary things you know yeah like he did like what he did with like statues and what he did with uh what he did with the like shadows and yeah. just he he did that but he did it to Daleks I like, mean like the, just the line like exterminate is how they reload. Oh God! Like that's, and the that, fact that like anytime they say exterminate, they're just being emotional. They yeah, could be they're just so angry. Yeah, there's someone in there trapped, and they're being emotional, and you don't really know. They could be bad people. They might not be, but they're in a Dalek, so <clears throat> it all comes out as hate and anger. Right. And yeah. That is messed up. And, I think it's really like. Uh, I think it's a cool metaphor too for like people because like when when a doll because a doll can choose to open his little metal oh. tank thing. right um and so like it just I think it's a really cool metaphor for those people who choose to just kind of wall themselves off and like lash out at other people without so the Daleks- being like vulnerable so and stuff the, the daleks are the internet the daleks are twitter yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. good job yeah no i i yeah it's it's really cool like getting into dalek psychology like i i love the daleks but i always you 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 always ever see them as like a you know like a standard basic like oh we're gonna blow everything up and we hate everything and yeah. uh, i mean i, I but, think I think Moffat, uh, he 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 reinvented the Daleks in this episode in a way that was attempted in uh, that series five episode. Asylum um, of the Daleks. What? Oh no, um, the one, victory the world, of the Daleks. Victory of the Daleks. Yeah. yeah, the the with the with the you know Winston the, Churchill. Yeah, the yeah. iPod Daleks or the Power Ranger Daleks. <laughs> Would you like some tea? Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, they attempted to do it, but they did it, um, exteriorly, you know, like they, yeah. they were just like, oh, we just redesigned them and that wasn't enough. And so Moffat like wrote this episode and just, uh, he, he just, he updated them like big yeah. time. And know? like, and it's kind of does for the episode that kind of this reminded me of is I think this, ep- this, this two-parter sort of does for the Daleks what the doctor's wife did for, for the TARDIS. Yes. Where, like, mm. I'll never be able to watch an episode of Who with a Dalek in it without thinking about the repercussions in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, kind of like, I, 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 I'll, every time I see the TARDIS, I'll, like, a little bit of me is uh, is always going to think about Idris. Yeah. It just, like, it, like, pangs your heart a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally what it's going to be like now. Oh man, I love the show again. Yeah, it's so good. It's like it. This is, and I think this is one of my favorite Moffat episodes now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's written a lot at this point. Uh, so well, there, there's just it, it's uh, about so much. Yeah, there's like, so we much even, going on. We didn't even know the Daleks were going to be in this until you know that reveal in the in the first opener. Where it was like, oh, my name's Davros. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh. I think this episode um, accomplished what uh, oh what's the Dalek episode last Into the Dalek was supposed to try to like 
Right, yeah. Digging into like the like the human factor or like the compassion of a, a doll like yeah. this this did everything that that episode was supposed to have done. Right. Um and it did it so much better. Like, oh, so much better. <laughs> and the line, oh my gosh, the line you are not a good doctor was like, oh, oh, so good. Genuinely funny and like really sad. Yeah. It was is it was it's uh it was excellent. It was really, really excellent. You know what else I like too? Um, there's a moment, uh, not to go back to to Missy, but I will because I, I I forgot about her. I forgot oh, yeah. about this moment. But um, there's that moment where she is like screwing with the doctor, where where she's like she shows up with with uh, Dalek Clara and goes into the in to the to the room with all the other Daleks and starts, you know, shooting her mouth and talking about like joining forces or what have you. Sure. Um, you know, doing her master thing, right? Then the regeneration energy hits the Daleks and she knows what's happening and instantly she goes from screwing with the doctor to immediately being really concerned. Yeah. yeah, like I need to go find him and stop this right now because he is in trouble and I need yeah. to save him. And I was like, "What? The, oh God, I love this so much." <laughs> it, it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, there's that great line in the Magician's Apprentice where it's like, "Contemplate with your puny Earth brain, like friendship, like a, like a friendship older than your entire civilization and infinitely more complex." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. a lot like, I mean, not to, not to call this back again, but it, it, you know, to, to compare her to the Joker again, yeah. it's a lot like the Joker and Batman where the Joker feels like he's friends with Batman. Yeah. Like he loves but, Batman. Right. But he also <laughs> knows that he's going to be the one to kill Batman because he has to, but yeah. no one else can kill Batman. <clears throat> so if anyone came close, the Joker would come out of the woodwork and, and, and put a stop to that fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, knock it off. He wouldn't hesitate. The Joker would never hesitate to save Batman if he wasn't the one killing him. Yeah, I mean, there's a. <clears throat> I'm sorry. There's a there's a great episode of the animated series where, like, you know, uh, the funeral of the Batman, where like that one random stooge, like, I did it. I killed the Batman. Yeah, the man who killed the Batman. The, the man yeah. who killed the Bat. Yeah. Yeah, and and then also there's that moment with um. Uh, in Mad Love, when Harley, yeah, she's she's got Batman over the coals, and uh-huh. she tells Joker, think he's gonna be elated, and then he comes and he just saves Batman, and yeah. he's like, I'm really sorry about this. She doesn't, she doesn't get it. She doesn't know. <laughs> um, and then, and that's kind of what happens here. Is she like goes and she's like, Oh, I'm so uh, excited to to meet you, John Ross, and then pokes him in the eye. Yeah, <laughs> and then like emotionally like messes with the doctor. Right. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good. So much yes. good stuff in this. Yeah, just, you know, just the work of a guy that's been doing this for, like, half a decade. Yeah. And now he's just playing with them, you know? Yeah. There is kind of this, like, late-in-the-game comic book stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Where just the universe is so thoroughly treaded that now he doesn't really need to, like, well, you see, audience, this is a Dalek, and the Daleks are from the planet Scarrow. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Also, I, oh, go ahead, Cassandra. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I would argue that this, I think, is the most um, Russell T. episode that Stephen Moffat has ever written. Um, oh, and, yeah. Uh, because, like, 
especially the Dr. Davros scenes, like, yeah. it just, it feels like I'm watching a play. Yeah. Um, and it's so good. Like, yeah. I, I want this every, every week. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was excellent. Like, it was unbelievably good. Speaking of next week. Well, first, before we get there. No. I have one last thought that I wanted to share, <laughs> which is that for a guy who says he doesn't ever shoot guns, he's a really good shot. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's like shooting those hands and just one shot, one and done, bam, just bam, bam. every single time. I was like, wow. All right. You almost, you almost got to have to call it a question. Yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Maybe he yeah. doesn't shoot guns because he is such a good shot. He's just yeah. like, eh, it's boring. Right. Yeah. It's boring. I, did, I, I do it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, maybe maybe he did it in the war, you know? I'm not expecting you to know this off the top of your head, Scott or Cassandra, mm-hmm. but was there footage of, um, in the day of the doctor, of the war doctor, like, using a gun? Yes. Okay. Because, like, there was that scene where he takes out all those Daleks. I just can't remember how. It, oh, yeah, and then he shoots, like, no more like on the wall right right okay yeah yeah he was uh he had he had he had some guns i he, I he really... was like going full-on ripley on everybody yeah. <laughs> hello <laughs> come on then get away uh, from her get away from her hey john hurt also part of the alien universe. yeah i know that was yeah that's... get away from her you bitch <laughs> that was that was the joke nick sorry <laughs> captain obvious um <laughs> uh... Oh, also, speaking of Day of the Doctor, I love that we're finally talking about Gallifrey again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, last season was all about the Doctor and getting to know this guy because it was a, he's a complex character. Yeah. Um, arguably the most complex Doctor since the series has come back. Yeah. He sort of had the – he has the most going on. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, no. And I just remember there's this beautiful line because, you know, one of my biggest complaints of Series 8 was like, you know – Finding Gallifrey again was such a big part of Day of the Doctor, and they sort of set it up to be the new, the new like story engine, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why? Are, why isn't he trying to find Gallifrey? And then there's that great line in in this episode, which is familiar, where he's like, "It's safe from both of us." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god, he's not trying to find it." Right. He 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 likes not knowing where it is. Right. That's so tragic that like his home in order for it to stay safe the safest it is it's the furthest away from him maybe that's like maybe he actually like did find it like maybe that's what he put in his like confession dial and that's why he gave it to not clara but the master because you deserve to know where it is yeah yeah hmm it's very interesting What's in the, is that what we, I mean, because that, that, I haven't even thought about what's in the confessional, but that sort of makes the most sense. I would, yeah. I think that, yeah, I would Cause think like, so. Because the master knows his name, right? Yeah. Okay. Does he, or she, does the master know the doctor's name? Yeah, they went to the academy together. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. be calling himself the doctor then, and the master is just calling, uh, the master has always called themselves the master um, as a reference to the doctor, right? As a reference to the doctor, like making fun of him, I would say. Mm. Um, just be like, "You're ridiculous." So the doctor, yeah, I'll be the master. How do you like that? 
Yeah. So in like in so back in the day, it was like Kevin and Marshall. Yeah. I still say they need to introduce a third Time Lord that um, is just like was just the lazy one of the three of them. <coughs> and he's the Bachelor. The Bachelor. The ba- <laughs> Hello, and it's it's, it's just, just it's just Bill Nighy. Yeah, yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, Bill Nighy. I'm the Bachelor. <laughs> I feel it. And he just goes fingers. around. No, it I turns out it. that that's that's James Bond. You know that theory about James Bond being a time lord? Oh He's the my bachelor. god! James Bond's name is the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm all for on a, I'm all for Serious Nine. Serious Nine. I'm serious about Series Nine. Kind of digging into. I'm always a fan of Time Lord stuff. Well, that. you think that, but okay, yeah. Cassandra and I can talk from experience. It's not always it's not as interesting as you want it to be. I mean, like it's it's fifty fifty. Yeah, it's kind of like the Clone Wars. Of there's one really great episode that takes place on on Gallifrey, and there's like seven not so good ones. Yeah, okay. also the great one is also like a master story. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, also true. Um, so. That's that episode. Oh, um, one more thing that I found, like a tiny detail that I thought was interesting is when um, Claire is stuck in the Dalek and she says mercy. Yes. Um, and, the, and the only other time that we have heard a Dalek say mercy is in the series five finale where River Song is like, where's the Dalek? Like, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was interesting because like we know River's coming back, but then like. Oh, like I thought River was the only one, or maybe like the Doctor. I don't know. Did the did did the Dalek in Dalek not say mercy? I don't. I don't remember. We'd have to go. We have to go. I haven't seen an episode in years. Yeah, that's a great episode. I'd say this is uh, comparable in quality to that episode. Also, a really elegant, a really elegant callback to um, Asylum of the Daleks, in that like Clara getting inside of a Dalek. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's what we were referencing earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was really great and tragic because they shoot her inside the Dalek, mm-hmm. like, um, like uh, Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. But but they but the and this is something that I only noticed because I'm like a nerd. But the the uh, the. Uh, the lens they're using in that bit is the same like lens that they used when they were shooting uh, Oswin in Asylum of the Dollar. She was like oh. when you were like in yeah. her brain place where she was yeah, like, yeah. the souffle. Take, like take me to the stars, Chin Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's the same. It was this. They were using the same lens. Nice. Yeah, uh, Scott, you're gonna love. Uh, you're, you're gonna love the Steve Jobs movie. Oh, I'm sure I am. <laughs> why do you the, bring that up <laughs> well there there's a lot of like lenses as a storytelling device like in that film oh cool that's exciting yeah. i like lenses i just wish I, I i i like i like looking at the differences i just don't know like i would be able to call them out like sure. oh that's a that's a 50 40 like i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know i miss oswin oswin was a good character he was great I was really excited when we thought that that's who it was. Yeah. And then, I think, okay, okay, worst, 
Worst Clara from best Clara to worst Cl- Clara. This is my favorite Clara. Current Clara, yeah. Current Clara is my favorite. I think followed the- by Oswin, followed by I think I think Snowman Clara was the worst Clara. Yeah, Cl- Clara. Yeah, Snowman Clara. My my Clara. If you break it down by season, my my this current Clara is my favorite. Then Oswin. Then series eight Clara. Okay. Then series, series then seven. series seven Clara, and then, then Snowman, Snowman Clara. Snowman was actually, I think Snowman might be the least I've liked the show in that period. Yeah. Where I was sort yeah, of at, would... at my most, like, lethargic. Like There frick, there are bits in, in Snowman that I like, um, but... Like the Sherlock Holmes part. Oh, right, yeah. That was <laughs> funny. Um, that was... I also, I like, well, I liked, you know, <clears throat> I liked the great intelligence that was... And it being Ian McKellen, that was... Oh, really? Yeah. I'm really? the great intelligence. Yeah. You didn't like oh, the great I'm a, intelligence? Um, I'm a I like well-known it. homosexual <laughs> <laughs> I like the great intelligence God. in theory, um, but I I think they're just like, oh, we need a weird classic Who villain. Let's use this thing. And Remember when it, he came back in Name of the Doctor? Yeah, it was stupid. Was <laughs> that the great intelligence, though, or was that just the dude? I thought it was both. Oh. Okay. I don't know. All of that was, it was very confusing. It was a, it was a weird time. That I was would sad. argue that if we're doing like best Clara to worst Clara, I think Bells of St. John Clara is the worst Clara. Well, that's like, just the worst episode with Clara in it. Yeah, but oh, I like... God, I, Bells of St. John is so bad. I would, yeah, no. I don't like her in that episode at all. It, it, it's just bad. But yeah. I, I like the snowman a little more than... That's Bells fair. I guess... Yeah, I would probably. You're probably right. I'd probably rank Snowman Clara just above season seven Clara. Yeah, man. Season seven Clara was not great. No. And Uh, she got slightly better in the specials after that. Yeah, I think the first time I was like, oh, Clara actually could be really cool was Day of the Doctor. See, for me, it was Name of the Doctor, the finale of season seven. That was the first time that I was like, oh, maybe. Audience, when did you realize that Clara wasn't going to suck? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like when I realized Clara wasn't going to suck wasn't until last season sometime. Yeah. I was like I was like, "Oh, wow, she actually is a character instead of a plot device." Right. That's, that's new and exciting. <laughs> I just liked I liked using her as like a meta commentary for the audience and Yeah, Dr. that was interesting. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um all right. Well, that's this week. Uh a lot and, to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's the witch is familiar and, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about part one of the two part Toby Whithouse story. Revenge of the Globity Goop. Yeah. Um, under the lake, which it looks like a ghost story. It's a, it's (laughs) a ghost. I was close. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. The the lake of Globity Goop. Um, (laughs) can we call call next week's episode Revenge of the Globity Goop? (laughs) Maybe. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so, so, uh, under the, under the lake, um, could be this season's space Irish job. Did you guys, did you guys see the, the next time on? Yeah. It it looked, it looked like it looks super generic, but I know that's just because of the nature of like next time on Doctor Who. Yeah. Most of those, those haven't been good in a long time. (laughs) Well, just like we're going to a place and here all these extras are going to die. Yeah. And I'm just like, I I know this isn't what the episode's going to be about, so I'm not even going to pretend to form an opinion about it right i will say i really liked uh the idea of a ghost story in a submarine that's yeah well that's pretty cool 
Oh, I, I love the design of that ghost. Yeah, the ghost designs are cool, like, too. He, he looks like the Hatbox ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Wow. Cool. Uh, Doctor Who, historically, not great in a submarine, but I have faith. <laughs> eh. At least it didn't. It wasn't like a World War II submarine this time. Yeah, or Cold War. Oh, Cold War. That's right. Oh, that's right, because they were Russians. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're always British, but like they were Russian. Right. <laughs> what what accent did they have in that in that um, as a result of being British? Like, what accent did they have to oh, the no. Russians? I, I think whenever it's not, I think whenever they're supposed to be from somewhere else, they just make them Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it because yeah. Toby Whithouse. Toby Whithouse? We didn't write an episode last season. We must protect this house? This who's, house? Uh, who, who, who's, who, who's, uh, who's directing these two? Um, I would have to look that up. Nicholas Winding Refn. <laughs> um, it doesn't. Lake. We don't have to stop the show. Please. Well, I mean, you guys could have kept talking. That would have okay. worked. Cassandra, what um, do you think of Under the Lake? Preview? Revenge of the Globity Clue. Revenge of the Globity Glue. Um, yeah, no, it looks cool. I like ghost stories. I like submarines. What sometimes. was the last uh what was the last like Doctor Who ghost story we had? Uh Hyde? Yeah. yeah that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Remember the one with uh, Underrated. <clears throat> that's the one where Eleven's like, I am the doctor and I'm afraid, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh Daniel O'Hara is the director. I have no idea who that is. I know who Daniel Ooh, O'Hara is. He's an actor. <laughs> on American Horror Story. Yeah, it seems like he's a new director, yeah. Hey, well, I'm always a fan of that. Oh, oh. This I did not know because I did not see him in the trailer that we watched. Oh, he's playing a voice. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Peter Serafinowitz is playing the voice of someone named the Fisher King. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Peter Serafinowitz. Pete. 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 Who 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 is this? He's the he's the roommate in Shaun of the Dead. He the one that they find lost. naked in the shower. Yeah. He yeah. lost, lost, lost. <laughs> yeah, and he was also the voice of Darth Maul. I've lost. Ah. Also, yeah. He was also um the uh one of the uh the Nova the Nova Core guys in Gardens of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. he was. Yeah, what yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of a-holes. <laughs> Yeah. So uh so yeah, he's going to do a voice next week. That's fun. Um all right. Well, that's that. Uh if uh you have thoughts you want to share, find the post for this episode on the Doctor's What do you Companion. think? What do you think in the Doctor's Confessional? Yeah. Tell us. The Doctor's Companion.us uh and leave a comment or you can send us an email uh like like Marty from New Zealand at uh tdcpodcast@gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, follow at TDC Podcast so you'll know the second a new episode hits. Or follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Nick is at Nick M. Jimenez. And Cassandra yeah. is at Dark Hearted Rose. If you like the show, do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, help us get our numbers up. Uh, help people find the show. Tell them you love it. Tell them, tell them we're the best Doctor Who podcast there is. Tell That's them that we called true, the master but... coming back. Yeah. That's fun. Um, and of course, most importantly, just, yeah, get out there. Tell everybody. Like, yeah. 
everybody go go on facebook go on twitter go on tumblr shout out from rooftops yeah. throw flyers <gasps> here's a litter, prediction whatever you know what i think is in the doctor's confessional uh marcel wallace's soul <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would be that would be wonderful and then and then quentin tarantino directs an episode of doctor who yeah <laughs> that would be and nice. it's just it's just one it's just like the doctor and jenna like in a what do they call her jenna uh the doctor and clara like in a cabin for like an hour and a half you would never see you would never see the inside of the tardis he would just put the camera on the on the inside of the tardis and point it out at the doors and then yeah. they would only just open the doors and look in yeah and talk about what they're seeing but you would never actually see the inside you know what the difference it is between earth and california it's the little things <laughs> you know what you know what you, you know what you eat french fries with on california clara mayonnaise <laughs> not even i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what voice that was <laughs> you're just your voice guy that's what you do i'm voice i'm the, I'm, I'm the guy with the voices i'm like uh i'm like that guy from police academy <laughs> I don't think he does voices. No, I think he just, just does noises. Yeah. How much worse would that be? If oh, I was God. noise guy. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Under the lake. See you guys. See you guys. Revenge of the Goblin. Bye. <laughs>